Hey everyone, welcome back to AfterBuzz TV. This is Dark Matter Season 2, Episode 4, We Were Family. Stick around as we break the episode down. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Hey! Welcome back. If this is your first time, welcome! Uh, I'm your host this evening, Tori J. Miller. Yell is out this week. Uh, she's at Comic-Con doing great stuff. Uh, and joining me today is... Andrew Mena! Yeah! Dual Dialogue! <laughs> Command D! Yes! Uh, yeah, we're here together talking about AfterBuzz. You can catch me on the Twitters at Andrew Mena. Probably listed but no, below my face. Yeah! Uh, and that's Mena, M-E-N-A. That's true! Yes. Uh, and uh, you can find me at Tari J, T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Uh, make sure to tweet at us every week and throughout the show. And uh, follow us on the chat. Yeah, absolutely. So, let's start breaking this episode down. Uh, for those who <laughs> for those who have never seen me lead before, this show is going to be nothing but anime references, mm-hmm. sci-fi references, absolutely, uh, and just banana pants descriptions. That's fantastic because I am again I'm uh, on that train with you. I'm ready. <laughs> Good. This is gonna be a wild ride. Hey, buckle up, team. <laughs> um, speaking of wild rides, mm-hmm. uh, after the crew pulls into this new space station, mm-hmm. three meets an old friend. Yep, three runs into uh, the whole crew of his oh, yeah. old. I have nicknames for all of them. Do you? Uh huh. Oldie, Baldy, Skinny, and Beardo. Ah, yeah. How do you distinguish Oldie and Baldy? Well, Oldie is the oldest. Ah, obviously. Got it. Uh, Baldy. Is the baldest. Yes. You see. Got it. Uh, okay. Skinny. He's has skin. Yes. He has Got the it. most skin. Yes. And uh, then Beardo, he's the weirdest with a beard. Ah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It all works out. Great. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Yeah. So <laughs> Oldie <laughs> approaches Oldie? Three. three and he basically kind of reconnects. Yeah. Like I felt like we were having a really touching moment. When uh, Oldie, also known as Tanner, uh, is telling this story about how he essentially took Three after this tragedy mm-hmm. and raised him as his own, uh, Three's not really, he's not really buying it. No, as, as he wouldn't. Like, <laughs> he, every, people keep t- come walking up to him like, I know you. He's like, okay, yeah. great. Let's keep going. Keep talking. <laughs> I mean, I... So, when we met these guys, I mean, did you feel like they were on the up and up? I mean, we've established that they left him on that other planet where he met Sarah. So, it ultimately led him to better things, but we know that they're relatively unscrupulous. Yes. So, the, the first thing that I noticed that I really, uh, that really affected me was just the way that Beardo talked to, talked to, uh, talk to Three. Uh-huh. And there's that moment after uh, Oldie goes to get a, a, a beer or a drink or whatever, and Beardo's like, hey, I don't know if you remember, but if you don't goddamn remember, that's on you, man. And he's just really kind of intense in this kind of gross way. Yeah. So it's, I'd never felt like they were on the up and up. I was like, ah, you are going to murder everyone. <laughs> you are going to murder everyone in this room, probably. Though, I felt like that moment was Beardy uh, basically trying to reassert his dominance because he's, well... Three is like the prodigal son. I imagine that Beardy okay. has been there the whole time, I trying to make Papa proud. Mm-hmm. And then we have Three, who I mean, granted they left him, but like he's he's always going to be the greatest in Baldy's or no nope 
All these eyes. All these eyes. So do you think that uh, Skinny, Baldy, and uh, Beardo are all kids in the same vein that Three was? Like they were all, had their parents murdered by this guy and then are just running with him now? Or do you think that they are kind of more friends, compatriots? Well, I guess the one guy does say that he was uh, with with them during the when he got the scar. Yeah, so, so. Baldy joined recently. Um, and I think that Beardy has been there. Beardo. Beardo. Yeah, come on. Uh, I'm sorry. Maybe I like my <laughs> own kidding. nickname. Oh, is it Beardy for you? <laughs> yes. Okay. His well, name is Beard. We'll keep making... Because he's a weirdy with a beardy. But God, no. That makes so much more sense. For sake, we'll, we'll stick with Beardo. Okay, thank you. Um, so Beardo, mm-hmm. I imagine, was also uh, another kid that was taken up. We know that Tanner likes to take kids... And then murder he... their parents. Well, yeah. kind of, yeah. That's his thing. <laughs> he likes making Batman. Right. Why wouldn't you? I mean... Because of the emotional fallout, he's, well, for obvious reasons, <laughs> that we see in the episode. Yeah. You don't want to be on the other end of Batman. It's true. Slash three. Yeah. So three is Batman. So, all right. So they take him on this mission, mm-hmm. and I felt like they didn't necessarily need him there, but like it was their way of reinitiating him. Uh-huh, into the group. Yeah. I, I think you're right, and I think that moment where, you know, you, you get the sense, like where he, where he says his son... And he kind of freaks out. And he's like, we're good. We're good. It's like, no, first of all, we are not good. Yeah. And second of all, uh, it's just, it's clearly like a power play within their little group. Like, where there are three of us, there's one of you. Yeah. Don't make a scene right now. Right. So I wanted him to make a scene. I wanted him to shoot the Beardo before Beardo could make his terrible decision. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me because this shows how different three is from Boone. In that Boone would have just gone along with it. I mean, Boone is the type of guy who was going to shift a little girl out of an airlock. So I feel like the moment he rejoined with them, he would have forgotten about the Raza. He would have been like, all right, cool. Back to my old crew. Not really raised a muck or anything. Right. Um, but three now has this moral compass and he has this, this code that he's learned with the new Raza. Yeah. And so I, I like that he's come this far, but at the same time, like his story bums me out. Because there's so much tragedy in his back, in his backstory. Yeah. That like, and he doesn't remember it, and he doesn't remember all of the trials and tribulations, but he has to deal with the fallout of it. Yes. And it's a bummer. It's the biggest bummer. Yeah. I mean, because he, we continue to get this feeling that he is struggling upstream against this like world that kind of is predict like that's just kind of stacked against him. He's just very much like. Trying to be a good person and mm-hmm. really having a hard time yeah. for no, like, through no fault of his own, it seemed. Like, he's trying really hard to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is a struggle. It really is. And everyone puts him in situations where it's like, well, now I have to, and there's a kid here and I have to murder you and all of these guys. And you guys are really putting me, like. Yeah. Yeah. He's starting to really feel like, yeah, like a superhero. Like, oh, man, <laughs> now these situations you put me in. Yeah. It's great. He's, yeah, he's the, the reluctant hero that mm-hmm. all Joseph Campbell stories start the with. The gunslinger. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, though, and that leads me to one of the scenes that I thought was really probably one of the most phenomenal scenes of the episode, where it was Three and, and Tanner talking at the table, and Three trying to reconcile how he feels about Tanner. Like, he confronts him about his parents, and Tanner tells him that Three knew the whole time. Three, or I guess Boone knew the whole time. Right. And Boone had forgiven him. But Three, now having this information, yeah. couldn't deal with it. Yeah. I also don't believe that for like a second. 
Like, oh, I forgave you for murdering my mother and father. No, I'm sorry. You don't get over that. Not ever. You don't believe it? I don't. I, I don't believe him for like a second. Interesting. I think I it's think... more interesting if he did forgive him. Because then at that point, like, because, I mean, Tanner was all that he knew after his parents were dead. And so it was the only world that he had grown up with, grown up in, I guess, for at least, I, I'm imagining his character is probably at least 34. So probably about 30 years. No. Yeah. 20-something years. And so I think that that's a long time to forgive someone. It's not like he was secretly planning on killing him in his sleep. He had just grown into the world that Tanner brought him into. So now that he... And you can tell because he's kind of a, a scallywag, Boone was. <laughs> of course. Um, but now three being introduced to this new perspective was, is unable to forgive him. I mean, I just... I just feel like, I don't know. I, I personally feel like he would never get over it. And, and it's just a power play. It's just the way that they all talk to him. I mean, besides uh, besides Oldie. Yeah. Oldie is the only one who has that like kind of measured calmness to him. Yeah. Everyone else is like very on edge. They're very worried about this guy. So I have to believe, and especially because of that line where he says, uh, are you going to give us trouble? And he's like, I never gave you trouble before. Which to me means that he totally uh, has fought them before. They left him for dead. They were the ones that shot him. Right. So he's just, you know, he's ready to murder all of them. They, like, just crossed the line. And he remember, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're right. There's there's parts of our past. And he's obviously not the kind of guy who, like, lets himself be led around necessarily. But I feel like he was probably, like, biding his time and waiting for the moment to, like, kill this man. Interesting. Personally. Hmm. I mean, I could see, I could see that perspective. And, but, like, I just, I want to believe that in, in his own way, Tanner was trying to be a better man. Because I, I'd like to have that kind of faith in that character. Sure. That he wasn't just, like, uh, this, like, evil mustache twirly guy who, like, uh, was, a, like, a crime boss. I'd like to imagine that he... I don't think he was an evil crime boss. I think he was an alcoholic, like he says he was. <laughs> I think he was a dumb jerk alcoholic who murdered people and then just made excuses for it you know right. what i mean like that's exactly what he oh yeah oh my guy's killed the, the the pilot oh well it's probably better for his son anyway you know growing up out is is a is a, is a favor to him mm. like no it is not you took away <laughs> a parent that is not a favor to anyone yeah Do you have to have a funeral now that kid is oh man like it is you put you put a lot of terrible things into motion oldie <laughs> and i don't appreciate it yeah i hadn't thought about it from the perspective of like him just making excuses and so i like that a lot yeah uh that's what i saw i saw a man like like <laughs> just making excuses like an alcoholic who was like yeah there's a rough tumble but you know what i did my best and i tried as hard as i could you know just life is hard okay life <laughs> is hard and you're just like no life is is not as hard as when you are stealing people's sons right like that is what makes it hard you are making it hard. He's just Peter Panning then, you know? <laughs> no. You can't. I don't think. Pe you're not Peter Panning when you're murdering the parents. You're Batmanning. And that is. I don't think so. Yes, it is St Stockholm Syndrome. Yes. Thank you, Ivan. I I'm sorry. I should say oh. that Ivan's been telling me it's uh, Stockholm Syndrome uh, that we're talking about where. Uh, it's our old friend, Ivan Soto. Our old friend, Ivan Soto. All right. I'm sorry. I, I apologize for not recognizing that earlier. <laughs> uh, I got deep into, into Tari's eyes. I, mean, I get lost in there. They're dreamy. 
But uh, yes, I agree, Ivan. Also, great work by Lemke in this episode. Yes. Three, I mean, there's a moment at the very end that I wrote down in my notes that Me Too Kid, oh my God, that, yeah. it killed me. It got, I was, I was so verklempt. I was like sincerely verklempt. It yeah. was beautiful. Um, there's a couple of things I'd like to touch upon. Like, um, just a really quick question. Like, Titch? Yeah. What kind of name is that? Is that short for something? Is it like Titch, Titchtifer? Um, it's because he's the titular character. (laughs) So wait, his name is Dark Matter? Yes, his name is Dark Matter. Got it. Marcus Boone for short. Right. And then three for shorter. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, that follows. Uh Yeah. Um, So maybe if if you want to ever let us know, Titch, I I think Titchtifer is is my favorite. Titchtifer? Titchtifer. All right. Throwing it out there, maybe uh, Titchichael. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Titchichael. Titchaniel. Okay. Okay, All right. Fine. I think. Calm down. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> um, uh, we haven't really talked much about Devin this episode. Uh, yes, we'll get to Devin. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Melozi, if you're out there, let us he, know about that Titch thing. He I is mean, Titch is a nickname. He says he just let us know. Oh. He's on it. Joseph Melozi, you're the best. Nice. Yeah, he's on it. Um, like Wallace and Gromit. I'm aw. sorry, that just rhymes. <laughs> Go right on. Um, I mean, yeah. Why don't we talk about Devin right now? So I, okay, I, I keep finding myself shipping him with everyone. No, um, I know stop that it. you don't like him, I and don't. Yell doesn't like no. him. We have um, a bad feeling. I, I it's because you guys are non-trusting. <laughs> I like Devin. He's a well-meaning boy with an issue. Okay, here's my thing about Devin. When he has that really strange. First of all, I don't like that he is like flirting so hard. With everyone. But, like, how could you not, though? Okay, I get that they're all very attractive, but you gotta, like, you, I don't know. Devin, come on now. Just come on. Uh, There's this (laughs) moment where, um, the crazy moment, I think let's talk about. The crazy moment where he, like, has that long moment of consideration before injecting himself in the neck. Right. Are we talking about that? Um, yes. What? I, I, we were waiting to find out what his issue was. And so we have to now assume that he's he was in jail for like drug addiction and or you know you know uh, doing surgery while on morphine or whatever the the relaxer was. Oh, is is that okay? So maybe I missed that. So he's just reverting to drug thingy ways. That's that's what I interpreted okay. as. What All did right. you see oh, it as? Oh, I thought we're in a world where. Uh, Two is basically Wolverine. Like he could be anything. We just met a group of of sentient androids who are basically people. Right. Uh, he could be a werewolf. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what kind of creature he is. So I'm really curious. I think Devin is something sinister. I think it has to be. The, I, I know werewolf is obviously ridiculous in right. this in this context because we're in a sci-fi world and it's not werewolves necessarily, but. I feel like it has to be werewolfy in in nature. I know that's not a word. But so, he, so he, you're saying something he has like a, a he has no control over something that he loses. You know what I mean? There's right. that moment where he shakes during surgery, and yeah, sure, it's easy to be like, yeah, he's just like having drug withdrawals, and that's very serious and real. But like, what if he's a god dang werewolf? I, I mean, it sounds like you're you're like laying Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde onto his story. Like, I mean, like. Like, we just don't know anything about him other than he's like done surgery. He has he has a he has a, a clear education. This right. is this is a part of why I think that something's sinister. Okay. He's smart. Yes. He's very smart. And he's trying to use everyone. That's why he's flirting with everyone. Gavin says he's just an addict, but I don't know, Gavin. How do you know? I mean, I think that your I think that your distrust of him is causing you to not be able to see him <laughs> as a character. Like 
because based on kind of going down the track that you are, here's what we know. We know that he was a doctor. Okay. We know that he had such good behavior in jail that he was able to become part of the medical team. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that he has a, a very interesting last name that uh, Yell had said that it might be a uh, spoiler, something to that effect. And mm. we know that like he just seems like an overall good guy to me. That's not a fact. That's my opinion. Um, and so I, I think that it makes his character more interesting if he is a drug addict as opposed to being like a guy who has like a, a sinister side to him because like we have well I, and that's not and see that's why i say werewolfian because it's not his sinister side he's not some jekyll and hyde character i think it's like he has a disease we're talking about like we saw the spaceship full of people in season one that had the the you know the communicable disease, right? Yeah. The the Reaver disease, the zombie disease, right? Right. But and we found out that two was immune because of her healing and because she's she's Wolverine. Yes. Um Now, why isn't that so? That disease exists. So that a disease that turns people into monsters yeah. exists in this world. So what I'm saying, what I'm implying, is maybe he has that disease. Maybe he has because he's a smart doctor. Right. He has figured out a way to keep it at bay. Just throwing right. that out there. Yeah. Maybe he is going to, like, maybe he's on the verge constantly of being a zombie. Calling it right now. Perhaps. I mean, it's all conjecture. Yes, it is. Uh, based, I'm, I'm basing my thing on, like, what we've seen so far. I mean, your thing sounds prediction-y. I'm just saying. It does. It does. Um, I mean, and I think that would be a fine turn. What's up? Oh, I was just going to say, um, sorry, I'm getting a little lost in this, but, uh, there's uh, Gavin's talking about Devin is just being an addict, and Joseph Malozzi is saying that she's crushing on Devin. I'm assuming uh, he seems oblivious. Uh, and then Michael T- Michael Tun says he misses one. I have to agree. I miss I mean, one too. I miss one. Yeah. Um, and he's I he's going to be a big thing. What I think next episode. So I have a few predictions about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, it seems like especially from that after the the show clip, like we're going to get a lot of one. Right. Or a lot of Jace. Right. Um, so, so Devin manages to get the, make the surgery happen. So he, it, it, the drugs don't affect him as much. I mean, we'll have to see what comes about of his addiction or his werewolfism. Yes. Uh, uh, Joseph Molozzi says, Devin zombie theory. No, it's fun. So I hope, yeah, you know, I hope I've entertained you. <laughs> if I'm close, great. If I'm not, all right, I tried. <laughs> Thanks, Joseph. That would be great. Like, one day he just comes in, he's like, whoa, brains. I mean, uh, how are you guys doing today? It's like, you're a Harry Potter nerd. It's like a Lupin situation, like, where you have someone that you revere who you, like, who is supposed to be good, who has right. all of the criteria for being a good person, but has this fatal disease, affliction. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's just a theory. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, I'd ship him with two, I ship him with five. No. Um, ship him with Nyx. Everyone. No. Everyone should just hang out with Devin all the time. Let's talk about Nick's. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, can can we talk about We Nick's? can talk about okay. Nick's. Nick's is amazing. Yeah. Hashtag Nick's forever. Um, um, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> Nick's, if you're watching, and you're probably not, but if you are, I love you. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> like, I love you so much. I also like that hashtag of Nyx Forever, because Nyx and Four had a really good moment. Mm-hmm. Um, she 
she comes up as he's training and she basically bests him in both sword and staff uh, because she has, for my Naruto people, she basically has a Sharingan in that she can see the movements before they happen. Yep, mm-hmm. it's fine. The internet knows what I'm talking about. Spidey senses? Sharingan! Spidey senses, it sounds like? Um, basically, yeah. Okay. So she can see or intuit their movements before they happen, and okay. then she can basically guess the best move uh, to counter it. Oh, uh, Joseph Molozzi says he's going to pass along the ne- message to Nix. So thank you, Joseph. Aww. I love you too. I hope you know <laughs> that. I don't. I don't know if I had to say that, but I love you too. Um, That's cute. So sorry. Getting back to um, talking about Nix and the fight. Yes. Um, th- yeah, it's amazing. So we have this other scene. We've seen that Nix is able to completely evade people on the ship. No problem. She just turns into a ninja. And now we're seeing that she is just incredibly um, physically capable. She starts besting him immediately yes uh and then there's a further scene with two where she is she basically charms the woman at the uh, whatever it's called the yeah, fast the travel, place, transit, travel yes. place yes exactly so she just turns into this crazy like op super person i was like nix tricks man nix tricks yeah hashtag nix tricks <laughs> um yeah we're learning a lot about her i I feel like we're gonna find we're gonna get some really big reveal about who she is and what she's there for. Yeah, um, she's the only one of those three that I trust. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. And I don't know if I trust her that much, but I, I like her. The, she's I like her too much not to trust. Yeah, her. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're having the same issue with Devin that I'm having, or you're having the same issue with Nick that I'm having with Devin. Okay, in that like. Um, I think that she is up... I don't think she's up to no good. I just don't think that she's the most trustworthy in that, like, she's shown... Like, she's the most likely to betray them in a way that's meaningful. Eric's is upfront about his basically being out for himself. By Eric's, you mean um, Kevin Costner. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much Kevin Costner. Yes. Okay. Uh, faux Kevin Costner. Faux Kevin also Costner. Also known as Eric's. FKC. Um, yes. Got it. Uh, he He's very upfront about his shadiness. Devin is, I feel, if we had a spectrum where Eric's is, is the evilest and Devin being the goodest, uh, Nix is right there in the middle. Interesting. I would actually put Nix at the top of the good and then Devin and then Kevin Costner. Right. The actual person. Right, Kevin Costner. And then Eric. Right, of course. Below Kevin Costner. Yes, of course. Um, So. I would actually just like to really quickly say Ivan Soto conjectures that maybe Nyx is an advanced version of what 2 is, which I kind of like. And I kind of am also feeling like this idea of they have, you know, we get a a little more idea of the the androids in the world. And we're probably going to talk about that in a second. But I I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I really like that idea as well. In that she's basically like a 2, 2.0. Um, hashtag 2, 2.0. Oh, and Joseph Malizzi also says, if you close your eyes, uh, Kevin Costner slash Eric's sounds like Kiefer Sutherland. I'm going ah. to try it out. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, trying it out next time. <laughs> Is there a line where he uh, at, yells about the terrorists? Wait. There yep. could be. That's the one. I that's the one. The that's right 24. One. Yes. You, Thank you. You're yes, right. Yes, yes, yes. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, that's enough of that. Well done. Um, so, yeah, I like that we're finding out that she's this really versatile, like, basically a, yeah. a Swiss army knife of skills. Yes. Um, and I, and that, since you brought up the androids, I would really like to talk about them. But first, I'd like to talk a little bit about iTunes. 
Hey guys, if you haven't done so, make sure to take the time to like and subscribe. Uh, leave your comments below uh, on our iTunes. Make sure to, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to also comment and, and hit that thumbs up because it really shows us that you like what we're doing and it shows us that, you know, you're out there and it's our way of interacting with you beyond the chat and beyond the, the comments and things of that sort. And it helps our producers know that you love this show. It helps us get guests and things of that sort. So if you, if you take it, it takes less than a minute. You can do it for 30 seconds. You go on iTunes, find us, hit that thumb, or nope, hit those stars. Five stars if you love what we're doing. Four stars if you don't. The other buttons do Don't not work. work. Don't not work. Don't not work. Uh, so make sure you do that. It really helps us. And if you leave a comment, we will read it here and give you a shout out. Uh, between last week and this week, it doesn't seem that we've received any. So you guys aren't doing your homework. I mean. Uh, shame. Ding. Shame. Ding. Shame. shame. Uh, no, uh, we would love to hear from you guys. So make sure you're showing your support by leaving us comments and reviews. And thumbs uppies. Yes. And you can tweet at us, too, and we'll totally talk back. Indeed. Indubitably. Yes. Fantastic. So, Androids. let's talk a little bit about some Android. Oh, man. Uh, Andrew on Android. Andrew and Android. That's what we'll call this thing. It's... No. Um, the... <laughs> I get my own little title card there. Right? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut to a clip. Oh, no. Uh, so, <laughs> Roydy is hanging out. Uh, Roydy being the Android. Uh, Roydy is hanging out in the department store observing human behavior mm -hmm. because she wants to get a better sense of what normal behavior is because she's hanging out with a bunch of criminals and they are relatively atypical. Atypical is what yes. the word she uses. And I didn't, I didn't think that was insulting. I was a little insulted by that. I was like, no, she's saying you're special. I mean, or she's like, you guys are a bunch of weirdos. Well, I thought special would be a better choice of words. <laughs> and especially since it's used later to describe her, I was like, well, that's what she meant too. Right. But... Yeah, and so as she's getting confronted by this really uppity security guard, uh, we meet the the captain of the uh, Ophi. I can't not uh, pronounce Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus. I'm bad at pronouncing things. Ophiuchus. Mm -hmm. Ophiuchus. Um, and he his name is Victor, and mm -hmm. he has this crew of androids, and he's an android, but they're all very human-like androids. Mm -hmm. Miranda and uh, Martian Manhunter. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. And other guy. And other guy? Yes. The uh, other guy talk? I remember Martian Manhunter talking, and I loved Martian Manhunter guy. <laughs> he he didn't, but you got to see him unveil his, his neck tattoo, mm -hmm. so that was pretty sweet. Um, and so I find that we have a lot of really interesting Android stuff that happens on this show, and mm -hmm. that like we have the advanced nanite Android that we, ha we have in two, and we also have the... This group of sentient andro androids that have freed themselves from their human bondage and are now living amongst people trying to just survive. And I think that, to me, this is probably one of the most interesting storylines we've had so far, um, at least for this season. Because I love the idea of these, these androids that are like, hey... We're not going to serve the humans anymore. We're going to become our own people. We're indistinguishable. We're indistinguishable from humans. From people, yeah, yeah. So uh, I love that too. Uh, Joseph Malozzi is quoting the episode. My one of my favorite lines from the episode. I wrote this down too. Kissing is often, but not always, a prelude to lovemaking. 
It's true. It's true. That's yeah. t- you're so, she's so cute. That's, <laughs> that's what an astute observation you just made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love it. I was very wary because I'm wary of everyone right. uh, when Victor kind of approached her. But then, f- can I, can we really talk, quick talk about that security guard? Yes. The security guard who's like, hey, what are you doing? First of all, what? Why is he giving? Why is he hassling an android? Why does another android have to come in and be like, "Hey, guy, what, do you understand the concept that you're you're afraid of this android about? <laughs> they they can't steal, right? Uh, it's like him yelling at a Roomba. It's yeah, he's yelling at a Roomba. It's ridiculous. And then when the guy's like, "Hey, why don't you leave us alone?" He's like, "Fine, whatever." What does he say? I think I wrote it down. He's just like, "Forget it." He wrote, he says, "Forget it." <laughs> do your job, man. I'm like. <laughs> Do your real job. Stop hassling androids. I, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe that is his job. To hassle androids. Yeah. Maybe there is, like, an android uh, prejudice in this world. It seems like the androids are pretty afraid of being kind of compromised, having yeah. people realize. Well, obviously, because they are viewed as as objects, you yes. know? So there's that fear. But, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Interesting. Or, yeah. I mean, I, I hate... Playing the slavery card. The security. Joseph Malozzi points out the security was right. She was stealing a toothbrush. Yes, <laughs> fine. But she was so cute and doing she was it. Borrowing a she toothbrush. She was gonna pay for. She was gonna transfer yes. funds. She can do that. <laughs> she has a neural link. Yeah, it's like when you take something and then you come back the next day and bring five dollars. Right. Yeah. We're allowed to do that in society. <laughs> um, but uh, back to the slavery card. I, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's basically the androids are slaves. Escaped slaves, yeah. yeah. We have someone here, uh, Dan per- Perman, 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 escaped slaves. He yeah. just says escaped slaves, which I agree. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, essentially, they're they're basic. They're kind of like a underground railroad of people being like, you can, you don't have to be a slave to the humans. We're just trying to live amongst them. We're just trying to be people, be equal to them. Yeah. Um, but like. In this world, androids are seen as objects, as you said. And so the moment they start exhibiting human behavior, they're just rebooted. Absolutely. It's like if your laptop decided that it was going to start doing other... It's why people hate Clippy. And that Clippy is always like, hey, do you want help with that? I'm a thing. And it's like, no, I'm just trying to do my task. So it would be the equivalent of all androids becoming Clippy. Yeah, I get that. I kind of miss Clippy, to be honest. (laughs) You would. He was helpful. Was anyway, he though? And to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I think there, you know, that's a very interesting concept. And I, I think the moment um, I wrote down when when she tries on the dress, they go shopping. Yeah. Uh, and the moment I just wrote down, uh, Android fashion show makeover? But then I was cut off because when I looked back up, I was like, damn. Yeah. Wow, Android. Hashtag wow, Android. Well, he like pretty womaned her. He, yeah, but also. Yeah. No, yeah. You're 100% right. He pretty womaned her. He pretty womaned her so good. Yeah. Um, but that dress was beautiful on her, and I loved her such a subtle smile. Mm-hmm. Like that, oh my gosh, like, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it's, it's great. It's very interesting. share that kiss? Yeah, that kiss was so cute. Uh, can I kiss? Okay. Like, before he even <laughs> can really finish the sentence, she's like, yes, you sh- yes, hashtag, duh. Yeah. Um, which I thought was so cute. Um, I also thought this is what was a really interesting thought to me is he goes or she goes goodbye Victor and she says goodbye to him and he goes 
and says nothing. He says nothing. It's so awkward. It's like you, she doesn't have a name yet, which I thought was really interesting. Is, she, is he waiting for her in the Android world? Do you let your the Android designate their own name? Are you supposed to be like uh, you? I'm you should be named Claire or what? I, how is she going to get a name? Is she ever going to get a name? Or are we going to always call her Roidy? Her name is Roidy, okay? <laughs> but that's not her name. Her name, name. will always be Roidy. And what but... if she wanted a different name, though? Well, I think that once they free themselves, they give themselves a name. I mean, okay. it's... I would say that, like... Comes with it. If someone decided to name their android, then that would be their name. But, like, freedom is... Part of freedom is being able to de- designate who you are, you know? Right. And I imagine that he didn't say anything after she said goodbye is because goodbye is so final. That's true. Whereas, like, he was probably like, I'll see you later. <laughs> wink, wink. T-T-Y-L. Nudge. Yeah. He speaks only internet speak because he's oh, an Android. of course, yes. T-T-Y-L. <laughs> Winky. R-O-F-L. <laughs> he's he's such a flirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a really cute segment, though. I yeah. really enjoyed it. A little we... meat cute. Yeah. I hope we see our... them again. I do, too. Uh, there are some people saying that, are, how are we supposed, Ivan Soto says, are we supposed to trust the human androids? They hate humans, which I think is maybe not true. I don't think they hate humans. There's yeah. definitely a fear of humans, which right. I think is important to point out. But I think that they are in general, he says that humans cannot be trusted. And he says, I hope that's, you know, and when she says mine are pretty cool, she, he's like, I hope that's true. I hope that's true for your sake. Yeah. But in my experience, it's not true. So I, I feel like he's not mean about it. He's not like, no, honey, no, humans are garbage. He's like, I hope so. But logically, no. You're wrong. Sorry. Yeah. So it's it's really sad and really nice, I think, at the same time. It's this the beautiful moment, I thought, between, you know, of logic. Like, logic is that it, life is hard. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems to be the, the theme <laughs> the of this episode. Theme of this life whole, is hard. Life is hard. It really is. Speaking of life is hard, I wanted to talk about a prediction I had really quickly. Can you uh, wait till for, for this episode uh, that we, like... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not something for the future. It's something that we found out did not happen. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was really hoping, because we get that moment in the beginning of Three's memory and of uh, the, the closet about to open. It cuts uh-huh. to title. And, you know, and we know that it's the guy. But in my heart of hearts, I want it to be his mom covered in blood and like, honey, we got to go. Like, this is not where this ends. This is later. Later I die. But <laughs> right now, I murdered a dude for you, son. And I would do it again. <laughs> I want, like, I want to believe, I, maybe that's a wrong way to go with that character, but I want to believe that mom <laughs> is also Wolverine. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess in that, in <laughs> that vein, is Wolverine. I actually thought that the guy at the outside of the closet was going to end up being Boom. Um, Interesting. So when that scene happened, having it turn and be like, he was actually a real bad guy. And like, so that rocket was a memento that was like the first step in him changing who he was. Yeah. Um, but that's not what that was. Um, but I, I, I do like the visual of what you described. Yeah. Just the mom covered the mom. in blood. Yeah. <sighs> Honey, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it later, but not now. Like, I want Mama Boone to be as brutal as Boone. I, like, you know, Oldie says that he taught Boone everything, his survival and stuff like that, but I don't think that's true. I think he's making excuses, you know what I mean? I think right. that was just a tactic to be like, don't shoot me. I taught you everything you know. Yeah. Uh, be grateful to me. I think that his mom and his dad probably taught him a lot. And I think that that I, we're probably hopefully going to learn a little bit more, especially because of the memories and right. delving into those more. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, end yeah. of prediction that was proven <laughs> wrong, unfortunately. Um, alternate storyline. Alternate storyline. Uh, Andrew's going to write some fan fiction tonight. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, your time machine... Wait, Joseph Mulesi says, damn, that would have been a great test. Where's my time machine? Joseph, it's a card. We found out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I was just about to start. So... I'm sorry. Eric, Joseph got no, you. No, no, no. Jo- Joseph, thank you for helping me with my segue. <laughs> you are great. You, he's uh, on it. <laughs> we... Oh, man. Um, so we get, we get Eric's kind of hanging out, trying to... Weasel his way into yes. everyone's hearts. Such a sneaky, sneaky little He's Kevin Costner. Such a snake. Um, <laughs> and he he manages to sneak into Five's room and mm-hmm. grab this card. Yeah. And and before that, he has this conversation with Effie, uh, uh, name not yet determined. And right. he's trying to get clo- deeper into the the op. Like basically, all we know up until this point that. His mission was to get five. Um, and so as he gets more information, he realizes that five is not the target. The card is. And it's the card which is was the reason why all of five's friends died. It's the reason why she ended up on the Raza. In the first place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it seems to be very important. And he he almost gets it, but she outsmarts him. Mm-hmm. Which I, it was one of my favorite moments of this episode. Oh my god. I wrote down in my notes, I was like, uh, pickpocket hug, question mark? Pickpocket hug? Come on, please? Like, <laughs> so happy. Oh yeah. So happy that that's what happened. Like, yeah, because she's, she keeps demonstrating she is learning to be wary of everything. Mm-hmm. And she is just, she's, she's ice cold. She is not about to, like, take your garbage. Yeah. It's well, great. It's like Devin was saying, like, in a, in a year, she could be running the Raza because she's just growing so much as a character. Like even just that scene where with her and Boone, where she's kind of negotiating interests and stuff like that. As cute as it was, like it was cutthroat, you know. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, I liked, I liked that we we get this moment where he thinks he's tr- triumphed and he meets up with Effie and he has nothing, and so now everyone's in on the fold. The Raza knows that the card is important. Mm-hmm. And we meet, uh, what is his name? Commander, Commander Neiman Marcus. Yes. Yeah. Commander Neiman Marcus. Commander Neiman Marcus offering great deals across the galaxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nice of him. <laughs> uh, and he says that it's the, it's the key to, to victory. There's key a war victory, coming. Calls it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, and I'm, I'm just, we're right about to get to predictions, but like, we, we know that it is basically the key to something that, will help access dimensions of po- dimensional pockets of space time interdimensional interdimensional space time yes yeah, is yeah so it's yeah. it's a tardis key Whew. um uh, but probably not the doctor's tardis key but no, a tardis but key. a tardis key yeah sure um you know Do, does the tardis have keys it does yes okay uh they're trying I... to find gallifrey it's in a pocket of space of course yes of course of course um but seriously though like so it sounds like a, a either a time travel device or a device that will either allow something to go faster than the speed of light or something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to point out, uh, Joseph Malizzi says, Eric's is not a par- terrible guy. He was sincere in his pep talk with Five, that talk uh, about Six and the surgery where she's stealing the key. Uh-huh. I think that that is also interesting and important because I think... Because we talked about evilness, you know. Oh, where do they fall on the evil scale? I don't think any, almost anyone in this world is evil. Even yeah. Oldie, who is a bad guy, uh-huh. is not evil. 
he's a blundering alcoholic who only knows violence. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what brings him there. So the idea, I'm not, I don't trust Kevin Costner. I don't like him, but I, uh, Eric's, the actor, Eric, Eric. The actor, Kevin Costner. No, but Eric's, I don't trust and I don't like, but that moment I, I, Mr. Malozzi was well-written because I feel like it was, it was a really great moment of being like, oh man, he, he does recognize this is a little girl who is sad about her friend. Yeah. Like, and there's something very real. And like he, you know, anyway, especially being a, a bad guy or like not a bad guy, but a, having a, a checkered past yeah. is what I'm getting at. It, it's so important that he recognizes pain in others yeah. and tries. So I think it's important. I, I, I don't, I'm not writing him off. I still <laughs> trust him, but I'm not writing him off. Oh well, yeah. I mean, he's, He's just a guy who is in over his head. He's very opportunistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's never, like, hurt anyone just for the sake of hurting them. I mean, if anything, he's saved the crew more the t- more times than not. True. I think he wants he's, he wants the, the, the easiest road. He right. wants the pl- path of least resistance. Yeah. And I think that in many ways is, is helpful, but I think that is ultimately going to be really hurtful. Because I think, you know, when the chips are down, he doesn't... He wants... Yeah, Mr. Malozzi's like, possibly. Uh, (laughs) So we'll see what happens with that guy. Yeah. Um, And before we jump to news and gossip, I just want to say, Six is back! Hooray! Six is back! Yay! I wrote Six and then drew a heart. And it's like, Six, forgive yourself. You have that moment. No, we love you. We missed you, dude. He's so sad. Such good shape for being in a coma or frozen. (laughs) Like, the abs are all popping and everything. Yeah, it maintains abs. Oh, is that... Man, I need to get some cryostasis things, because dang. Yeah. Uh, they keep you good. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to see him join the fold again. Yeah. Um, and so before we jump to predictions, we yes. have a little bit of news and gossip. After <laughs> uh, Our friend Yell Teagle, the regular lead host of this show, was at Comic-Con this weekend, and she had a, a chance to sit down with three and four. Uh, we're going to play a clip for you really quickly, so here it goes. Makers... Put that at even. Yeah, awesome. You can't make money on that bet. <laughs> no. Whatever. I don't need to make money. I need to get two men in bed with me, and I've done it. She's already done it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I, I gotta know. say, this is among the most fun interviews that we have at San Diego Comic Con. This is that's so sweet. Fun. Thank I've, you. I've never done an interview on a bed, and I, I gotta say, this is quite the experience. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait till we turn the cameras off. It's gonna get so much better. And off. Off. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so you can see the full interview uh, on Yale TV. Uh, you can also she's tweeted it out. We'll tweet it after the show. Uh, they go into de- into detail about three's character and four's character and kind of the trajectory of the show. And it's a really good interview. We should play the fun clip uh, just so you can really sink into all of the the meat that is the interview. So make sure to check it out. We'll make sure to get it to you via Twitter. Um, so make sure to follow us and follow Yell as well. Uh, and now next it's time for week. next week. Yell gives the details. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. Who's a girl? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Shaft. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dang right. Mm-hmm. So in our uh, in our next episode preview, mm-hmm. we see that the android is proposing to give uh, to take the upgrade mm-hmm. that will allow her to be more human. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see a fight scene with a blonde character 
who's fighting less like the android and more like a regular person. So that could lead you to believe that that is the android and that the android has Let's taken the upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see two talking to the crew about one's death and stating that that can't go unresolved. And we also see a scene where they are chasing down Jace Corso. Mm-hmm. So these are what we know. This is what we've seen. What do you think is going to take place? Oh, man. So uh, Jace Corso is going to come back. I think with this whole reintroduction of we have the ability to rewrite memories, since we had that episode earlier, last episode, where uh, we met, uh, you know, old Rio and old uh, Boone and old uh, Portia, or was her yeah, name? Portia. So, yeah, we, we, we met them as their old selves. So I feel like... If that's possible, there's a way to download one, maybe, into Jace Corso, so that we can erase stupid Jace Corso, murdery <laughs> Jace Corso, and get one back. Because I'm really bummed about one. I love one. Uh-huh. I loved one. I think one is the real, um, like, besides five, is the real uh, uh, conscience on the shoulder of the whole team. And yeah. I think that without him, you know, there's there's a little bit of a drifting sensation. I feel like they're a little lost. Hmm. Maybe just emotionally, but that's what I feel. Um, other predictions, or uh, I mean, just to respond to that, uh, the yeah. ethics, <laughs> the ethics of putting someone's consciousness into another. I just uh, have been ca- catching up on Fringe, and mm-hmm. that's a very big thing in that show. Uh, the the ethics of putting someone's consciousness in someone else's body. So I would be really interested in seeing the ramifications of that, seeing him phasing between the two consciousnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would be interesting. I do like the idea of the android taking this upgrade, just to kind of segue into my own prediction. Absolutely. I like the idea of the android taking this upgrade and being... Because we know her as a very innocent uh, character. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. But having her her human side be a very darker, violent person, I think would be a really interesting turn for that character. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah, it would be uh, lots of shades of her kind of dealing with the emo- or the moral gray area of actions in, in basically this, this crew's line of work, mm-hmm. among other things. She's fought people, you know? She's like a ride-or-die kind of android. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think maybe she'll just have more emotions about that stuff, which is very interesting. Yeah. Agreed. So, I mean, I think that... I hope that Jace Corso is a reoccurring bad guy, so I don't think that they're going to take him down this next episode. Um, But I think they're going to cripple him in some way. One of my predictions is that um, I think that they're going to... They have to either murder him or bring him back to being one. That's that's the only way in my brain, because uh, I had a reason. Oh, no. <laughs> because I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> yes, I, I from from that perspective, like uh, it kind of brings finality to that character. Having him just be like a, a Joker, that uh, Joker being like the character Joker, right? Who randomly shows up, causes havoc, and then disappears into the night. Um, I mean, maybe less satisfying in terms of them specifically going out to take him out. But right. I love that actor, and I like having I like him, him on the show, mm-hmm. and so I want them. To be able to have him as a reoccurring thing, or the, like, I don't know necessarily making him into one, but like finding some common ground in terms of because he's he's basically a guy for hire, right? And so like, if there's a way that they can find out who hired him and it leads him to be part of the team, I think that would be a, a good way of doing it. Um, I mean, 
I see what you mean in terms of like it being a little drifty in that they the first season was them going on missions and him going, Hey guys, we can be better than this. And now it's a bunch of people who want to be better than who they are, but don't really have a, a way to guide them to that light. Well, and there is also, there's so many questions and that's something that they've been working on. So, I mean, we're, we're working on answering all the questions, but I felt like in season one, especially it was really the questions of who are we? And I still think that that's not quite answered, but they've, they've calmed down in wanting to know because right. of all of these horrible things, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. I don't think the drifty thing that I mentioned is bad. Yeah. I think it's just tonal. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because it makes us feel kind of ooh, stretched and exhausted, like the way these characters probably feel, like learning all of this about their past, especially Six, yeah. like who is like, culp- like culpable in this small way. He finds out for so many deaths, so that still weighs crazy heavy on him. Like, yeah. You know. It's not, it's not mince words, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, uh, I think that is our time. Okay. So thank you guys for joining us. We loved talking to you and talking about this episode of Dark Matter. Make sure to keep talking to us on Twitter. You can hit me up at Tari J, T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And Andrew, where can they find you? You can find me on the Twitter at Andrew Mena, A-N-D-R-E-W-M-E-N-A, probably right there. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be back with us next week. Uh, Until then, have a wonderful time. We'll see you next week. Take care. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.